Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Direct Input Podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 10th in the year 2016. And I am joined by the one and only Mr. Brian Thompson. How are you tonight, sir? I'm very well. You've been taking care of me here. Well, you know, we had a nice little fucking fried chicken tent at dinner, some home-cut fries, you know. Got some beer skis going, some cider, cider skis. Sample pack. Yes. Some of some uh some of honey right here. Some honey ski. Get some stone dry. You know, Angry Orchards really they really branched out. Yes. You, you see what I did there? Clever, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why you pay me the big bucks. Today we're in fucking uh Spencer. Spencer, Massachusetts. In the new home studio I have. Um I yeah. fucking moved. <laughs> You're in the attic. It's awesome. More or less. It's cozy though. Fuck it. Attic sounds metal. You're up in the attic. I, I like with it grandma. Too. I got a lovely view here. I got sunsets now. Oceanfront property. Quiet. Fifteen minute commute, dude. Away from people. The way you like it. Ride home's gonna be a pain in the dick from Ralph's though. Eh, what are you gonna do? Nobody likes the ride home from Ralph's. Ugh. Even if you're two minutes up the road. <laughs> Fuck it. It's two AM and you're you're already hung over or you're still drunk. Nobody likes the ride home. 146 is pretty fucking awesome, though. I think it's the most underrated highway in Massachusetts. It's fucking badass, dude. I don't know enough about it. It's fucking, and there's not a lot to eat, but it's fucking fast as fuck. They had a lot of construction <laughs> there recently, but it's not a lot of pigs other than fucking Sutton. And, uh, Sutton? Yeah, I mean, but here I am. I'm fucking off of Route 9, and it's not even like real Route 9. It's like non stoplight Route 9. There's only like one lane east and west. Yeah, you're at the ass end of Route 9, I think, right? I don't know much Not, about it. It goes on to, like, Route 2 again, I think, or some shit. It goes up to Greenfield, bro. The only Route 9 Locking. I know is, like, uh, Framingham. Right. And then um, Brookline, kind of near all the schools and mm-hmm. all that. Show where, hey, what's that art institute that used to be there, that fucking yeah. for-profit audio that's school? That's where they got the fucking weed clinic now, dude. Oh, that's oh yes, it is in right Brookline. There. All right. It's the old, uh, the weed clinic's in the old fucking... Brookline Savings Bank or some shit. Right on. Yeah, and the AI was like the block next to it. Fucking. I went to AI Did for you? um. No, I got a, I got a certificate at AI. Different ball game. Yeah. Certificate is like a four month audio program. You go nights. You learn the skills you need. Yeah. And here's a piece of paper that says you're certified in digital audio. No shit. People go to AI for like three or four years and they leave that school with no job. Yeah. Dead up their ass. But right. I just went for like three or four months, and I pretty much got the exact same thing, which was networking and a piece of paper. You go. I'm on certificate rule right now. Fucking, I love it. That's what's up. I went to AI once for a night. <laughs> <laughs> like I saw a fucking Terminally Aboard a Ghost record that last EP and have an absolute meltdown in the fucking studio. Their studio, they have really good studios there. I will say that. <laughs> really good sound. Because there's like an A, B, and a C, I think. Oh, like. Different I can't levels. Where it was actually now I think about it, I played live on the radio there. My old band, Ascendancy. Oh, get out of here! Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's actually how Section It formed. Was we watched Terminally Aboard a Ghost melt the fuck down in an AI session where they literally had like everybody gets twenty four hours to use no. the studio, and it was just like wow, like yeah, that happened back we- when Evan and Mac were in the band and all that. Devin too, obviously. Fuck you it. get uh, you get like twelve or twenty four hours. I forget what the amount of time you have. Drive by Bukaki was uh, we did a three song demo there once from a, a friend of ours who was going to school there, mm-hmm. and it was the bitch shift. It was like that four a.m. to right. ten a.m. situation. 
It's like, all right, you're going to be tracking drums at five in the morning. It's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> fucking free. <laughs> fucking free is what we said. We never got that demo, though. I don't mm-hmm. know if he, he said the uh, the tape machine fucking, because he was recording tracking the tape at that time, even though it was 2000 and, I don't know, six, five. I don't know what the fuck they were using, but he was tracking the tape for our demo. Really? We lost all of our shit. Really? Like, tape, shit the bed, everything's gone. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Ugh. Like, there's your argument for fucking digital right there. Yeah, fuck. Now I'm thinking about that was like when we were there too. With it had to be two. That was 2005, bro. Right. Definitely 2005 when that all went down. It was October 2005. Oh, shit. Fucking a. So today we're gonna fucking check in with each other, talk a little shop about fucking 2016. Not just 2016, but the summer. If we can, uh, I like to do a little quarterly review. Of course. Sit down, check our notes, fucking see where we're at, fucking. Uh, but we'll try to cover three, uh, three topics today uh, for the last quarter. It's it's more or less stuff that we've experienced, uh, pertaining to our favorite experiences uh, for albums, movies, and shows that uh, we've had the pleasure to take in. And uh, let's start with shows, Brian. Fucking, I, I top of my list, which is pretty obvious, I think. Uh, was last week? Was last weekend? Two weeks ago, we saw Summer Slaughter at uh, Pegadium. Fucking, uh, we saw yeah the Summer Slaughter. I'd say we saw the Summer Slaughter tour, but we probably saw the last <sighs> four bands. Is my I, guess. I watched two, maybe three bands that day. Maybe three, <laughs> and we know what bands those were. It was yeah. Corpse, Suffo, yeah, Nile. I watched Christian. Uh, Christian was too early for me. Oh wait, really? I th- wasn't that like? Oh, it was, it was after we did Kyle's interview. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe I don't remember being there, but I'm sure the, I was. Christian is billed six on this fucking, uh, on this tour. And to me, they're like this amazing, classic, essential fucking band that's, you know, the, like pioneers of the South American style uh, of death metal. But they fucking, they've been doing it for over 20 years. And they're fucking playing at five o'clock on fucking a goddamn Summer Slaughter Fest. It's like I look at these people in the Midwest that got to take a day off from work to go see fucking Christian. It's an absolute travesty, dude. It, that's true. You're right. I never thought about that. The weekdays, the Monday through Thursday show, maybe even a Friday. Uh, you're going to have people who have to leave work early. But I think that tour is catered to a younger audience. Totally. Right? They want to get those 14, 15, 16-year-olds who only have enough money to buy albums or fucking download them. I don't know. And enough money to go to a summer slaughter tour. Mm-hmm. So that working crowd is not who they're going for. I don't think they are anymore. That, that tour is planting some serious fucking seeds because I'd say more than half that population there was under 18, dude. It's encouraging. You know, that. Jeez, it's just coming to me. Look at that lineup. Mm-hmm. Who are the last three or four bands? The old fart bands. Right. Right? And, and if they're if they're here in the same room, I'd say the same thing. It's that older crowd. They know the old farts are working. Right, right. So like six or seven, they'll show up at eight o'clock for Suffo, mm-hmm. catch Nile, and then call it a day. It was but a- all the teenagers are like in the two, three, four o'clock hour, and it's all those young deathcore bands. Right, right. right? So whoever did this, they I think they accidentally planned it perfectly. I think it was a pretty conscious attempt, honestly, because I got to tell you. A lot of us got a little bit tired with the oversaturation of that whole Sumerian roster being shoved down your throat. Nice fellas and all. But when I think of the Summer Slaughter, I, I think of the first, I don't even know if it was a legit Summer Slaughter, but it was like fucking 10, 12 years ago with like Veda and like Origin, Impaled. Like they all like had this big tour. It was Summer Slaughter and it kind of disappeared. And I think Sumerian came back and pretty much ran the thing. But I mean, for years and years, 
it wasn't really a death metal tour. You would be lucky to maybe get yourself a decrepit birth, uh, you know, a dying fetus, who obviously was like a big fucking draw on that. Narcophagus was headline on one or two years. But then it just shifted totally on fucking, you know, you're born of Osiris, uh, Vela Mayas. And I, I know the Vela Maya guys, you know, but Christ, it's just, I, I like death metal. You know, I don't like going to the clinic every once, you know, like. Sla- this, the word slaughter is in the tour package name. And you got you know, one year, and I love the band. I like the band. I don't love the band. Between the Buried and Me headlined. Between the Buried and Me headlined a summer slaughter tour. This is supposed to be this death metal tour. This the most brutal tour of the summer, and you got this dorky prog band on top. It's right, but it it put butts in seats or butts in fucking every eighteen inches of the Palladium last year or two years ago, whenever it was. Fucking right. So it's like they could take that risk now. They almost feel like the tour name itself will fill up the venue, and they'll just trust Marianne or whoever to put the right bands on it. It worked, though, because, God damn it, they appeased old motherfuckers, and that was the thing. Was I saw a lot of... I mean, the Corpse fans are fucking so loyal, though, dude. Like, Cannibal fans are fucking lifers, dude. Dude. It's almost like the fucking Pantera of, of like, death metal. Like, it's just... That's, that's pretty good. You know, like, yeah. they're everywhere, and, like, there's certain dudes you only see at Corpse shows. Like, bottom line. I don't know. It was, it was just really... I was fucking fired up to see that. In the end, it sucks that you got some awesome bands stacked on stack that are fucking forced to play early, and if you're in some parts of the country, you're going to get fucked. And $35 a ticket, I think uh, it's a little agitating for some people, too. <laughs> especially you know, at $6 a beer. <laughs> you know, yeah, especially at least 6 to $8 bucks a beer. And, I mean, you got those kids. Those kids who are coming in, their moms are dropping them off in the soccer vans at fucking noon because they don't got jobs. They're sitting around. Mm-hmm. That's tough for them, thirty-five bucks. But then you know you got Cannibal, you got Suffo, and they got to pay the bills too. You know you got to be able to. They, the promoter has to charge thirty-five bucks for that tour package. I think. Well, one up, uh, real quick. One up and one down on the Niles set, in particularly. I think Niles worth fucking like thirty-five dollars if they was playing for fucking two hours. But to see them play for a mere twenty-seven minutes kind of fucking chaps my ass. On the plus side, though. That was the best I ever fucking heard that band play. Fucking incredible, dude. I uh, I love Nile, and uh, I like Nile, I should say. Um, we had him on episode 100 for oh, yeah. Neckbreaker, and I saw the anniversary tour. Did you go to that a couple of years ago? Yeah. It was uh, awesome. 25th. The double set? Two sets. What was it like? At least two hours. At least two hours right. of Nile material. And you got everything you wanted. You know, you like there's nobody left that, like... Oh, they should have played this or that. I think they covered everything. Right. Maybe a track or two, but part of me loves that. But then part of me is like, you know what? 27 minutes might be the perfect Nile set. Really? For some people. Some people. Okay. For, for people at Summer Slaughter Tour, if you get people who are like, oh, Nile's a little too, f- I don't know, too off the death metal scale. I don't know where I'm going with this, but some people may not take to Nile right away. They right. may need a couple albums and comfortably get into Nile. You got 12-year-olds there who are like, who came to see fucking After the Burial, right? Fact is, or one of those other deathcore bands, and they're hearing Nile. Nile's like, we're going to give you 27 minutes because anything more will probably scare you off. Yeah. 
You're there just getting fucked by the <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that whole explanation was me as the venue or the tour package promoter explaining that to Niall. It oh, may, you guys should play for 27 minutes. It, you know, that's the thing. I think in the end when you have a rabid fan base like Niall fans fucking chanting for the motherfuckers and pissed off at the they only playing for 27. happy. Dude, but that's the thing. It's like you got a lot of other youngins looking at that and be like, holy shit, fucking what's it? Wow. Like it, it totally sets the bar and caliber, I think, of fucking kind of the attitude. For me, Niall's never been a fucking, it, it's, it's kind of like the psychedelic band in the sense that I can't just like jump into a song and jump out on shuffle. It beca- I listened to a Niall album. You're an album finish. experience. It's a fucking trip, bro. Fucking, and that's the thing. It's like, so if I was going to go see fucking Niall, I want to get at least fucking a mere 50 minutes. A mere 50, you know? 45 to 50 range. You get what you need, but it's still long. I'm, yeah. down, I'm down with that. Hey, cat. No, but bottom line, I think that was the uh, a fucking pretty encouraging sign for fucking death metal. Because uh, those, you're right, you those know. fans were not... Pleased with that situation with Niall dropping a 27. The band who played right before Niall after the burial, I think. Uh, yeah, because it was the package headlined by Corpse, co headlined mm-hmm. by Niall. So yeah. after the burial, I felt like they played at least 40 minutes. Really? I had that had it felt like 40 minutes to me. Of course, you're gonna sit on the one thing not to sit on, cat. Yeah, fucking well, recorder. Fucking cat goes right up to the fucking module. It's one degree warmer, so the cat's <laughs> like, okay, that's my fucking spa for the night. <laughs> You're right, though. Um, I, it, to me, maybe it was after the burial because that's not my, my not my shit. But it felt like thirty five to forty minutes, and then really? I felt like Nile just did twenty seven, and they're like, all right, maybe the chore was behind. I don't know. Maybe the package was behind. I was outside smoking weed. It's probably I was down at Mezcal having a, a humiliating sit down meal. That <laughs> 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 just threw, it's, it's Wait, a whole other. Fucking... I love that Mexican joint. So like, how uh, was it? Your crowd was your audience not straight up, dude. We were like, it was like me, Sam, and Danielle, and my guitar player Sam, and we're like, let's go get Mexican food. We're hungry. We've been standing around here all fucking day. And smoking we got, weed in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple beers and like you know, but like uh, Ricky and and Charlie and Suffocation, the drummer Eric, we're like, we're gonna go get Mexican food if you guys want. And they're like, yeah. And we get down there and we're like waiting to get in, and they're like, hey, we only have like an eight dollar buyout. Like, and then like as soon as we sit down after like standing around for ten minutes, like we sit down, like they look at the menu and everything of fucking mezcal is like starting at thirteen bucks. Which is <laughs> okay, which like, is pretty cheap for a decent quality Mexican joint. It ain't no yellow sign, dirty Mexican shit. You know, it's like fucking tequila bar. So those guys were looking for either convenient, not even convenient, so looking for a fucking Wendy's. Honestly, right? <laughs> I should have just got them in the fucking car and took them to Ralph's, gotten two dogs with chili, Fritos, and a beer for like six dollars. Eight dollar bio can be tough. I Eight dollar bio and a band like that. Kids, that's what's going on in this industry. Take that's note what, of it. 2016. Sorry to fucking blow up suffocation on that spot, but, you know, it's kind of fucked up, you know? $8 a day. And Palladium's tough. What do you got to eat at? That little bistro spot closes down, so then you got the Abbey, which is like a $10 plate minimum for something small and artesian. Of course. And then you got Uno's and fucking Mezcal. Like, that's it. Like, it's walking distance, you know? There's no options there. It sucks. Well, that's it's an unfortunate statement because, like, there's a ton of business there. Like, there's shows there. How often are Palladium doing shows? How often are groups of young people, young, cheap, hungry people at that venue? Fucking maybe five days a week. Four to five days a week, I bet they have shows there. Yeah. 
How do you not have... I remember the sausage cart guy outside. That needs to come back. That's a fucking travesty that they're not selling fucking sausage guy no more. That's a... How are you not making money by being a hot dog or a food vendor right outside that venue? I, I, they, I, don't, I don't know why that nobody... I don't know. Maybe the permit's too much. Maybe they're not doing enough events down there, honestly. Maybe they're not. It could be not. half and half. Permits, I mean... How Is many, it worth going if you're only going to set up shop though, like two nights a week? This food truck business that's going around, you know, like yeah. how they're not three or four food trucks out checking that Palladium schedule as businesses on a Wednesday or Thursday. Right, right. You see a salt slaughter package. Right. How are you not parked outside that venue for like four hours killing it? They used to have a fucking burger truck there years At ago. Least. This is all coming back to me. There was totally a fucking burger. Back before the when the courthouse was a fucking packing lot. Yep. There was totally a fucking place. This is all coming back to me. Holy shit. It was like jailbirds or some shit. It looked like fucking like some mural, like a fucking painting or some shit. You don't even need high. I mean, we'll take a high quality food truck, but yeah. we're talking burgers and dogs. They're like just for three, four bucks, cheap overhead. You're fucking killing it in money. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody's there. This is pretty Untapped much. market. This just sums up a point, though. You got to go to a Palladium, but it's a necessary evil. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't paid for a Palladium show. I'm proud to say I had a nice streak on to it. I had like a 10-show streak, but I didn't pay for that fucking pace. And sure as shit, I ain't paying for it on Summer Slaughter. Sorry, fellas. I'll get you all high. But, you know, like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to fucking shell out 35 to fucking go there, drink $6 beer, pay 15 on parking, and then not have anything to fucking eat within, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't the entry need to closes exceed. at 6 o'clock, so if you haven't <sighs> eaten dinner before 6, forget <sighs> it. All right, so moving on. <laughs> fucking summer slaughter. I'm sure our Germany <laughs> our Germany listeners are like, oh, I'm so glad you're talking about Ralph's or fucking Palladium yeah. food vendors. Yeah, yeah, that's an inside tip. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, one show I went to uh, back in July, it was the fucking first weekend. Uh, for, yeah, first weekend, I think. A second, I don't know. I'm bad with these dates, but it was uh, two fucking awesome Michigan bands showed up and played Ralph's. It was Nuke, who's got an album coming out on fucking uh, Hell's Headbangers. I bet you $20,000 are a thrash band. No, it oh, was like... damn it. <laughs> it was... Well, I wouldn't call it thrash. It was just good fucking heavy metal. Like, mm. a little sleazy. It's kind of like... I'll put it to you this way. I put on fucking... I was DJing, and I fucking put on... Um, Starbreaker by Judas Priest. Oh, okay, you know, yeah. stained class. And I seen those guys all fucking stand up and fucking getting fired up and hooting and hollering and fucking you hear fucking fucking Lust coming there with his fucking uh, his, his, his fucking drum beat to open up the song. And then fucking <laughs> I fucked up in the worst way possible I've ever fucked up DJing. I was talking to my buddy Eric Bloom and I fucking totally uh jump song in the middle of the solo. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I just shut it off and I got the best fuck you from everybody in the fucking club all at once when I did that. But it was awesome because it was like, it was such a fucking good night. Like, it was like, <laughs> everybody was so into the tunes, the shows was sick. My real, my real favorite treat though was seeing this band, Sauron. It was, it's classic fucking band. Michigan? Yeah, from Lansing. Fucking, uh, they've been around for years. Uh, I, I love their fucking Black Thrash album that came out on fucking uh, Planet Metal. Jeez, uh, man. I mean, fucking, I was blown away actually that they were, main support uh i mean i guess nukes got a lot of clot now with the hell's headbanger thing but uh sauron to me is a absolute classic and essential midwestern band and uh it's a fucking travesty that you guys don't know about them well more people don't but um 
Definitely one of the uh, better shows. Crypto opened up too. Fucking that band's gotten considerably better. I remember seeing this band when they had a bunch of little fucking kids in high school. Crypto, yeah. I think we played with them in uh, fucking Western Mass at some point. You're right. I remember them being younger, right? Oh, yeah. A little green. Mm-hmm. And then they're... Uh, Guys still take forever to get on and off the stage. What the fuck? Come on, Crypto dudes. Pull it, up, <laughs> pull it together. Fuck. I mean... All right. They were good this show. They if were good. It, if I'll at any that. point... You see a drummer spinning the little fucking lock on the cymbal. Get on it. Your jabroni status immediately. <laughs> no, get the whole fucking rack. Bring it to the goddamn merch table or you're just go outside. Go away with it. You always want to get air after you play. Grab a fucking cymbal. Go outside and get some air. I hear you, dude. Hey, I, this band, though, I got to tell you, they're the only other Marlboro bands other than fucking Abnormality. And they play about literally a quarter mile away from us and i go get my fucking pizza over at fucking classic pizza off of hosman street they're not paying you don't say anything dude well i can <laughs> i'm fucking hearing the motherfuckers play i'm like it's so cool i'm like yes like i mean if it would be any other pizza shop and you know in in the world i probably would have walked over and they're like who's playing those fucking what are you doing over here yeah what the what's going, going on i guess hang out and eat this thing can I bootleg <laughs> your practice? Fucking like, Jeez. you know? The fact that there's two bands in Marlboro is it's, it's something else. That's cool. <laughs> well, yeah. It's no more compost pile. It sucks, but... Yeah, but I mean, I, I've, I've really enjoyed seeing those guys fucking grow into the fucking band they are. They're still playing a lot of the same material, but they've really improved with the new bass player they got. And, uh, yeah. You guys are due for an album. Do something. Put something up for fuck's sake. You know, yeah, you, get, you say that same material thing. It's just... I don't know if it's a comfort thing or like, you know, you don't, I don't know if you don't have, if you're not ready to add more songs to the set list, but we, we struggle, well, not struggle, but like we've had the more or less the same songs in our set list for, since we started and we just kind of <laughs> change the order of them a little bit. Yeah. And it's not really a comfort thing, but it's a, uh, time thing mm-hmm. trying to get everyone together. All right, let's learn these new songs to get people together now it's much it's challenge do you find it a challenge in abnormality yeah because fucking you know everybody works life <laughs> and like it's really the the reality like say you got a, a fucking tour package offered for like a month from now and like yeah. you already have a set that's pretty tight like but you say you've been playing that set for a few years but you just don't have time to like fucking add new songs or change shit up time just fucking affects that to me for us at least yeah, I mean, I, ultimately, you want to play the strongest shit out there. Absolutely. Um, and uh, that's kind of the beautiful thing, though, about touring in some ways is that you can kind of uh, get better every night. <laughs> you know? Like, you got practice every night at yeah, 8 o'clock. That's the only thing you think about for fucking 23 and a half hours a day. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it, overall, it was, a fucking, it was a good Ralph show. I don't know if it was as good as uh, Ross the Boss. Well, Ross the Boss is special, man. It's a different ball game. Uh, was that your last episode? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't, I didn't know if you did one in between. No, not yet. Um, that show was good. I mean, Boss played everything you needed to hear. First just five about. albums. First five That's, albums. I mean, sure, you can think of a couple of one-offs after the first five albums that you'd like kill, you know, to hear that, but killed it. Absolutely killed it. Gave the people what they wanted. A lot of Into Glory ride. Like oh, considerable amount of in, uh, into glory ride, about half the album, fucking um, but uh, yeah, I mean ultimately fucking, I mean I I grabbed the fucking sword 
at that show. I'd probably use that as a picture for this one. That cat on my fucking lighter. The cat's sitting on my lighter. Your cat, yeah, the cat's on it. Jesus Christ. Arlene. Fucking pain. So, yeah, I mean, fucking, uh, Christ, who the fuck? It was CX. Did I get too drunk and I can't remember who else opened that one? Um, Shit. Yeah, drunk on grass. Wow. But, uh, oh, oh, it was you, Goblet. Yeah. Oh, Goblet. Goblet. Yep. Fucking Western Mass boys. How are you, fellas? Good, good for them to get that. Uh, That's a good spot to have. Hard-working band. Absolutely. Every, all those Western Mass bands got to fucking drive a little farther, rock a little harder to get noticed. So hats off to them. Another young band, too, that's coming up. You know, there's a moment there where, like, like a year or two ago, they were starting to fucking really sweat what's going around around here because there was nothing new happening. Nothing new. Yeah. No new bands. Stagnant. It's bad. It's bad. Fucking, um, geez, what else is going on with those fucking shows, though? That was the only other one. Oh, no. I'll top, I'll top off real quick. Seeing the Gathicles at Ralph's was another fucking highlight. Fucking the premier fucking Belgian grime band. Probably, like, my favorite fucking European grime band. Agathicles, these motherfuckers showed up and completely decimated the place. They played fucking for about an hour. Damn. How long have they been around? 20 some odd years. Okay, they got an hour of material. Okay. They played 40 songs in an hour. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What'd you go to? What'd you see? So when I uh, read your text... Uh, to get invited to the show uh, for this episode, <laughs> Josh just wrote shows. So in my head, for whatever reason, I <laughs> you thinking about TV? I was thinking like TV shows. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's direct input. You know, Josh has got a wide net here. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I've been watching Orange Is the New Black. You know, fucking uh, that well, chick's coming back. By the way, real quick, don't say a word. I'm on season two. No, the fucking. Just Pimentel, she sings in Alkaline's Gun. I think they're coming back to play. She's oh, one of the characters shit, okay. in Orange is the New oh, Black. Oh, no shit. Okay, yeah. all right. Right on. I haven't watched that show yet. I hear it's like Oz, sort of. It's entertaining. It's good to see uh, an all-female cast killing it. I mean, not all female. I mean, there are a couple of dudes, but mostly female. What are you, a feminist? Of course. I don't know. It's nice to see fucking... <laughs> nice to see fucking... You know, everyone, everyone shit on new Ghostbusters and all that. Uh, not shitting on it. <laughs> I'm coughing. What are you, a feminist? <laughs> I Real quick, I resisted hating on that Ghostbusters shit. But uh, I saw a trailer last night, and I got to tell you, I fucking hate the thing already. Because they, they completely ignored like any existence, apparently, of like the form of thing. They just pretended like that didn't exist. That's Apparently, a new, a new universe, right? Like at least the trailer said that. Like I mean, it, it alluded to that. I don't know. I was just kind of turned off. Like, what are you gonna reboot the whole thing? Like the Ninja Turtles thing was the same way. Like, oh, what these other ones just had no concept whatsoever in the new reality franchise. It's you a know? completely different world. Like, oh, this is the new world we created. Now, thank you. We'll just take the name though. Yeah, Thanks. we'll take that. Did Did you go to fucking see Venom Incorporated? Uh, no, that was at once in Somerville. I saw Venom Inc. on, um, oh shit, I didn't see Venom Inc. I saw Venom on, uh, the 70,000 Tons Cruise. Oh, God. But I didn't see, I heard Venom Inc. killed it. That was, yeah, we talked about prior to the right. Savage Master thing. Right. That was probably a show of the decade contended for me, personally. That's I, awesome. It was awesome, dude. It was at once in Somerville. Fucking killed I mean, it's everything I wanted to fucking hear. Pan's Bastard was awesome. 
I didn't really see the rest of the fucking opening support other than them. Uh, actually, I didn't even see Panzer Bastard. I was eating oysters fucking in the lounge, fucking hearing them. <laughs> but, uh, what are you, 70? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I was eating oysters and drinking white wine. <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about once, though. Uh, venison meatballs. Lamb cool. meatballs. Oysters. I didn't know they had oysters. Oh, yeah. One dollar before eight o'clock. Wow. Okay. Happy yeah. hour. Sounds good. Found a table. But yeah, fucking. I, I, that's the last show I got listed. But uh, what about shows, though? Have you uh, legit like shows, though? The legit only thing- show. Um, I say legit show. It was a show. Uh, and I need to know your side of the, of the band. It's Steel Panther. I love Steel Panther. Shamelessly. It's brilliant. It's such a fuck you okay. to everything. I, I roadied for the. I set up their whole thing down in Newberry Comics. The whole stage, I built it. When they played uh, Unplugged in Norwood. Yes. Okay. Yeah, dude. And those guys are cool. I was walking around with my Bathory Bloodfire Death shirt. They all came up to me. No lie. And like, dude, Bathory, man? You like call for them, man? What about the return? They knew their shit. I was fucking sincerely, fucking heartfeltly, fucking like, effect- I just really respect those dudes. I think they're a brilliant band. As musicians, they're way too good. Right. They don't need to be that good for what they're trying to do. And the guitar player, um, whose name I'm, I'm shitting Satchel. on. Satchel. Right Thank you, Satchel. He's in fight. They got a maniac on guitar. Really good. Insanely good. He did uh, on the Steel Panther tour, and I think he's, I'm sure he's done this on other tours, but he was doing a like a three minute, four minute solo of like different various solos through other metal bands, like. Priest and Ozzy and going through different bands playing different parts and he's playing the fucking solo behind the drum kit and he's doing the kick <laughs> he's doing the fucking kick That's while he's playing Bark at the Moon really he's standing up nailing the solo and kicking and doing the doing a drum part on his foot which was like alright dude you're in a 80's gimmick metal band and you're way too good to me I mean I don't play guitar so I consider that talent but Definitely a gimmick. They know that too. Yes. They know exactly what they're going for. I like that. It's that's the fuck you part I like. Take the money and run. They I mean they filled that Hampton uh, Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom. Good. Like, absolutely filled it. No and, shit. Like, just for a band that's just covering eighties metal yeah. and they're bringing girls on stage, they're all showing their twats and their tits and just fucking, <laughs> That's <yeah>. awesome. <laughs> We saw them. Did you see uh, the priest show? The priest tour down in uh, Mohegan I, or something? That was in Lowell. Uh, oh, there was. Uh, they did Mohegan too, actually. Yeah. They, did, they did both, but uh, I didn't catch that tour package. I regret it, but thank you know why. Of course, uh, it was probably like a money deal. But uh, Priest did Epitaph tour, and the whole fucking media circuit. It was this is it. We're done full time touring. We're gonna do one off festivals, and we're calling it a fucking day. And then they put out a new fucking album after Epitaph, which was uh, Notre Damest. Oh, Jesus Christ. I try to forget it. It's too long. Two albums. It could have been an EP. Right. But um, just that bothered me so much. And mm. I'm tired of that shit. Rustlers pull that shit. It's always, well, I'm retiring. I'm retiring. Not really. Gotcha. Fool me one, shame on me bullshit. Or boy, cry wolf. I start to wonder, though, if a lot of that was like uh, K.K. Downing just being bringing negative energy. I mean, he don't play in the band no more. That's a good point. Maybe he was a valuable input on that. Let's fucking wrap it up. Maybe he's mm. like, I want to go home and fucking lay in my spa all day. 
because that kid Richie's keeping fucking Glenn totally. I mean, he's probably rejuvenating the fuck out of, of Rob as well. But you know, it's like Mr. Hill don't stop banging either. I, I love fucking Ian Hill. Totally underrated at all. Um, you're totally underrated. But you're right. Bringing somebody a little bit younger, a lot bit younger probably, to bring that fucking energy. Yeah, like somebody who's excited. That not, kid played guitar for Steve Harris's daughter's band. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. So bringing that youth, bringing somebody like that who's like, all right, I'm excited. I want to kill these pre-songs. And then you got, you got the other guys. It's like a sales office. You got some, you got these old fart sales dudes who've been there 20 years, doing the same old shit, selling the same product, calling it a day. And then you got some young fucking salesperson coming in, bringing in that youth, that energy, that yeah. passion for I don't know, kicking ass or making money. So it's forcing the old fart salespeople yep. to step up their game because the young punk's going to take their, you know. Fucking rocking the boat, dude. Hell yeah. So all the other dudes going to step up. little competition in yeah. the world. Huh? So I, I like that. <laughs> Bring some youth into an old project. I like that. Hell yeah. Oh, it's it's cool. And he looks just like KK. Oh, no. Oh, my. Ah. A little bit. I, I, I'll give you a little bit on that one. Like, that's important. You know they had a line of people, a guitarist in a fucking room somewhere. Like, all right, nope. Yeah. Nope. Just on looks alone. They're like, nope, pass, pass. Yeah. All right, let's hear you. It was probably just something as simple as the fact that, like, they toured together and were like, oh, no, we know this kid. He's actually can hold his liquor and play good guitar. Yep. We know who he is. He, fit, <laughs> he, fit, he had to fake the look, though. You couldn't have some yeah. 22-year-old dweeb. No. You know, you need you have somebody who has to fit that image. Mm-hmm. Priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a heavy band to join. Fucking, it's a big part of the image. Damn. Yeah, right? Fucking. Jesus Christ. Hey, what else did you... You were up in Quebec last week, and did you go to anything up there? Did you go to Heavy Montreal or something? Heavy MTL was in Montreal, which is, you know, Quebec, but um, it's not too far. Probably, like, what, two hours or something yeah, away? three, yeah. Two, three hours? Traffic. No, uh... We went to, we searched Quebec City, my wife and I, to find metal bars. We wanted to, like, find anything. I don't care if it was just fucking playing Megadeth in the background. Something. And we went to uh, Scander Bistro, which was uh, just a cool metal bar. Fucking old Quebec. And a little bit outside of old Quebec. Not too far. Walkable. And then uh, we were just, it was dead. Friday night, metal bar. It's like a Ralph's, but nobody there. Like, on a Friday night, nobody wants to fucking slam some beers back. Dead. So we just go there, and we're having beers with the uh, bartender. And the bartender's a fucking promoter. He uh-huh. books a shitload of fucking metal tours and metal bands who come to Quebec. We need a date, and it's just like that, networking. Really? So like he's like, I've been trying to get into Boston and stuff like that. I'm like, that's cool, because if we want to do Canada, we're going to scratch your back. So... I say Boston, but to him, Worcester is Boston. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking any other town is Boston. Massachusetts is Boston. Just like that. So we're just searching for metal bars and yeah. no shit. We got a friend at a little trade ski. No shit. So you out there for the weekend? Yeah, I did a weekend there. We did uh, some record shopping. The uh, not a, there's a record shop up there called Knockout, and uh, good selection, but not as much metal as I needed. Kind of. That indie hardcore somewhere in the middle there, not yeah, yeah. not nearly enough metal. Best selection of metal records in Quebec is at the flea market. Really, there's at least two or three booths, a shitload of records. One's exclusively metal at the flea market in Quebec City, but like 15 minutes outside of Old Quebec. A lot of April wine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me start it. Uh, well, how's the uh, the wrestling figure, action figure game up there? How's that? Killer. Racket? It's yeah. killer. They, uh, you got some old farts. The thing is, the Canadian dollar yeah, we have is, 70, <laughs> is 75 cents on the dollar right now. <laughs> 70. So we're every fucking bar tab we're getting, every restaurant, every, wherever we're going, take 25% off because That's the Canadian sick. dollar sucks. Oh, yeah. So we're having, you know, we're fucking having poutine covered with like pff, add every fucking top and add the whole goddamn kitchen. Yeah, you having it. fucking like buffalo or some shit, a bison. What were you doing over there? They had a, uh, they offered a bison. Oh. Um, and I wanted it rare, and I love bison rare. It's just that I'll do anything rare. And the the, the fucking barista, the whatever, the, wait, the waiter, he's like, we recommend medium rare or towards medium. I'm like, you're breaking my heart, buddy. <laughs> But okay, I took his word for it, and it was good, but it should have been rare. And uh, yeah, they had a bison, and then you can get a side of poutine and a fucking uh, one of those cast iron skillets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring the skillet right to you. He's like, here you go. We just fucking baked that shit or whatever. Like, oh, shit. Kill me. Fucking Kill me. green beans, le five. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm, I'm French. I'm like 20% French, and I don't know, fucking shit. That, that's a tough place. That's tough to hang in Quebec City, though. Quebec I mean, is <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, even the tourist place. Like, yeah, you go to the uh, the Citadel, or the uh, you know any of the tourist place. You go to the information booth, and right in fucking old Quebec, and it's like a bus tour. All that shit's in fucking Cana- uh, French. Right, right. All, the tourist information booth is all in French. <laughs> it's like you think that would be the one place you'd have maybe uh, French, English, Spanish. Nope, all French. Holy fuck. You guys love the French language. I think it would be great if they make Canada French again. Oh, I'd love it. Dude, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's nice to be out of the culture. Like, if you don't, you have no idea what people are saying, and you have to, you have yeah. to actually fucking pay attention it's to humbling. Learn. It is. It really is. Makes you hold your woman a little bit closer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're the only person I can talk to. <laughs> All I know is, is mercy, mercy beaucoup, and uh, bonjour. Bonjour. We say bonjour, hello. Yeah. You say hello immediately because they know right away. Ugh. Oh, no, you don't know a fucking lick of French. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, yeah, you know. I don't know it's a whole way of life. Fuck it. We don't need to really. Beautiful I mean, city. We, I could give you fucking 10 hours on just Quebec, but, you know. Did you buy anything up there? Any good albums? Anything new? Um, they, I will say they have an amazing vinyl collection, an amazingly overpriced vinyl collection. Mm-hmm. At the uh, the flea market over there, tons of good records, a lot of obscure power metal, a lot of obscure, you know, black metal, death metal shit, and uh, whose names I can't think of right now, but way overpriced. The kid knew what he was going for, you know, like he he had a feeling, and he was adding some to that. So <laughs> we're like, this is amazing, but no, no fucking way. Not even American, huh? Not even the conversion to American. Really? Like he wanted uh, he wanted like forty five or Merciful Fate vinyl. Or 45, like 48. You wanted 48 from Merciful Fate, uh, fucking Melissa. It's like, okay. Um, not not Melissa, I'm sorry, I'm confusing it. What's the King Diamond one with the, the yellowy fire, the name of the album? I can't fucking Fatal remember. Portrait? Fatal Portrait. Yeah, King Diamond Fatal Portrait for 48. I don't know why I said Fatal. No shit. I bought that for like 24 American, fucking Armageddon in Providence. Yeah, yeah. He wanted 48 for that shit. I was like, mm, no, 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 no. Yeah. So right when I saw that, I was like, okay, this dude's had some padding. So I can't, I didn't buy any records. Yeah. Sarah bought a, uh, fucking, uh, Matt, uh, not Matt Zappa. <laughs> That's funny. Fucking, <laughs> uh, he bought a, she bought a Zappa side project, Uncle Meat and the, I can't think of the name of it. She bought vinyl. Anyway. Yeah. 
I don't know shit about Zap. I'm a fucking coworker who loves him. I'm fucking, I, He's a fucking weirdo, and it's I an love it. It's an intimidating catalog. It really is a daunting catalog. Very man. huge catalog. I don't, like, Side honestly, projects I, and all that shit? Yeah, I don't know where to start. And, like, the shit where you start, it's just, like, so fucking... Ugh. I'm not that fucking high. <laughs> I don't have the capacity, bro. <laughs> fucking long. I just can't fucking process it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, uh... Fucking, there's been a handful of albums I've been listening to. Uh, I got five of them down here. A lot of them actually, uh, well, there's a few of the demos. Let's we'll start with the demos. Garroted from fucking uh, is Massachusetts. That a, is that a new band? Yeah. Who's like in a, it? Do we know anybody who's in they're that? Young kids. They're like three of them are under fucking 21. They're like 18. They, you're not even going to see these kids for like another three years unless you go see them play shows. Jesus, you're right. They're only going to play fucking Legions, sir. Wherever you can play where you're 18. <laughs> they're gigging. They're green. And it's, this is like their third show I've seen them at. And uh, They put out a demo CD? Yeah. The demo's fucking... Uh, uh, or is it like a band camp situation? No. Like, the demo... <laughs> so fucking like Death Metal Org. Death Metal Thought Org. Yeah. Fucking... Um, I've always admired the publication. I think they're outstanding. And they did their sadistic metal reviews and absolutely tore the kids a new one. <laughs> absolutely ripped the <laughs> I mean, kids apart. They have a deathmetal.org. Of course they are. <laughs> well, so you remember anus.com? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking, so, you know, the Dark Legion's archive. There's no fucking around over there. No, no, no. <laughs> That's the most grim, brutal death metal dudes ever. But the, and I really do mean this. It's the oldest fucking documented fucking source of, like, metal fucking, uh, what's the word scholastic intellectual studying like you know like sure. it it was an old you know it was back on dawson shit like like they have it's literally it was made back in the 80s it's an extremely old fucking web archive of a lot of primitive writings and ideas to do with the scene but they do this statistics uh metal review section they tore these kids a new one left and right <laughs> Why? And then fucking like a few weeks later, Just, somebody else at the fucking publication wrote a very, very nice review about the kids. And they deserved it because it's a beautiful little mix of like excreation from Norway with like old at the gates, kind of like red in the sky uh, era at the gates mixed with uh, like a little fucking uh, atheist, maybe some time ghoul, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, great demo. Check it out. Fucking garroted. That's uh, two R's and one T. G-A-R-R-O-T-E-D. I didn't even know what the fuck that word meant. And then I've heard it like 10 times like since I fucking found out about this band. But uh, yeah, you're going to hear about them because uh, they they should be having that demo released by uh, a label uh, that's like not been announced yet and stuff. So that would be cool. Another awesome demo I heard was a band called Road Warrior from fucking Australia. Uh, it's called Ignition. How is that band? Is that a new band? Yeah. How is that name not taken? I don't know. <laughs> How is that available? They're like, oh Aust shit. They're from Australia. They probably don't give a fuck if it was or not. Dude, they're from Australia, and like their logo looks like the cover of like Spy Hunter or something. Like I don't oh, know. Dude. Like Okay. Yeah. It's just like, it's got that shine like RoboCop. You know, yeah. like that RoboCop <laughs> logo. It's like, oh, it's Road Warrior. Like... Yeah, dude. They have a two-song demo. It's like members of uh, Stargazer, Cauldron the Black Ram, Mataya, fucking, um, yeah. And it's just killer. I got on uh, Heavy Chains Records. Right on. Fucking uh, imported. 
fucking why don't you bounce the one of your albums off at me right now so um i'm not a, a gentleman who can read text apparently but um <laughs> so i've been re- i wrote down albums that i've listened to in the past three months versus albums that came out oh okay in the past right, three right, months. Right. so i was like thinking what i've been listening to lately um to nobody's surprise uh blind guardian imaginations from the other side that could be, i mean honestly it's probably the best one they've ever done and say if you hear that album and you, and you see their set list you're like okay they they play mm-hmm. at least half of that album whenever they play and uh they're playing the full album this fall on the tour Really? With Gravedigger. They're doing this. This is weird. I think this is why they did this. They, they're doing a second leg of the Gravedigger tour. Coming back to the Palladium again. One October. October. Not the fucking Halloween. I'm going to be fucking gone. When is it? I don't know. Uh, it's either September or October. All right. Uh, coming around again with the same, with Gravedigger, again in the same venue, a year later. And then I think they're like, all right, fuck it. We got to do an album show. So they're playing Imagination start to finish. So I'm kind of, I know that album, but I want to keep hearing it start to finish to get me back in the mode again. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what else am I listening to? Uh, that's fucking retarded, though. Really? They're doing that whole, that's all, I mean, I don't think that's bad. That, that's awesome they're doing that album. Because that's the perfect, like, they're like, breaking point. I love the Battalions of Fear, Fall of Blind. Of course. But, like, goddamn, you can't argue with how good they got with that album. It's just the perfect culmination of the grandeur and everything that they did, you know? It's the, the, the tip of their, their peak for, uh, for and they're still putting out really good albums, but they're, uh, that was probably their, the tip of their peak, Yeah, I should say, for quality. That's where they hit their, that was their peak for best album, to me at least. Battalion, Battalion Affair is awesome too, but um, yeah, what a cool, you know, I think they, they realized, maybe they realized they fucking double booked the leg, or something like, oh shit, we already did these markets, so we gotta market it differently because they didn't sell it out last time. I'm sure the attendance would have been even maybe a little less. Really? If they did the same tour package, if Summer Slaughter came around in four months with the same package, you know it would draw less. How would you feel Blind Guardian was on Summer Slaughter? Um, as a as a <laughs> dude who loves Blind Guardian, I'd be drinking beers in the parking lot <laughs> and getting psyched. But uh, I could see the rest of that crowd, those kids, be like. Ugh, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that happen. <laughs> oh, God. You know that would happen. Oh, my God. That'd be funny. Summer's laughter. <laughs> so, Blind Guardian is what I've been listening to. I've also been listening to, uh, and I don't know how you feel about the band. What about Attain? Are they, are they in that, like, ugh, category for black metal? I'm a weird black metal fan. Uh, I uh, I like the real primitive shit. I like the isolation motherfuckers. Yes. And and I like the motherfuckers that riff. I've never been an Emperor fan. My favorite Emperor album, though, and this is actually, I didn't include this in my list, and I've really kind of grown to discover it in the last few months, is is, uh, the Equilibrium 9 album. Okay. And it's not a popular pick. I don't, I'm not a big, I, I know the Anthems album. I know fucking Nightside. I'm not super, super huge on those as much as the old Burzum, as much as fucking Dark Throne, as much as Forgotten Woods. Um, that Yeah, that's me and Blackmail in a nutshell. So t- and, and the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, not to sound nationalistic on the fellas, but I'm not that too into the Swedish style that much. Okay. I do love Dissection, obviously. Uh, I've, I've just never really been like, I mean, <sighs> Panzer Division's great. Uh 
but I'm not like that much of a Doc Funeral fan. I, I, I've gone on record saying that numerous times. Like, and they're a nasty band and all, but I just like Doc, like the my black metal to be kind of more uh, isolationist, simplistic, minimalistic, meditational sort of fucking jams. You know? Right, right. I I don't know a lot of black metal or Watain. Uh, we we were cranking an album going up to Maine, going mm. fucking whitewater rafting, and it was like. I don't know, 11 o'clock at night or some bullshit. Right. And you're going through the mountains of Maine with no fucking service. And it's just dark. And you get that cool fucking summer setting. You know, setting. If it was the winter, it'd be money. For whatever reason, the, the stars align that night. Just listen to Watain in the fucking dark, going through mountains, smoking weed, and just, just killing it. It just oh, yeah. felt it added to my appreciation for that album. That was, that was probably like the second or third time I heard the album. Which was Lawless Darkness. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have that. Fucking, I, I got like three or four of their albums. But you listen to black metal the right way. That's how I grew to love black metal was bong rips and taking a midnight stroll in my, you know, not just my backyard, but going into the state forest. That was my backyard. Right. And getting, not lost, but literally fucking spooked by something fucking out there and and, you know, all that gay shit, like the pale moonlight. No, you know, it's like the midnight sun, dude. Like, it, it, you know, when you're out there with your CD player at fucking 16, ripped out of your mind, fucking, yeah. It, it's incredible self-discovery, deep fucking introspective shit. It's it's not very social music. What, what I'll tell you about Wantane is I think they're kind of similar, and, and I love this band, but they're kind of similar to, like, Enforcer, where okay. Enforcer's a brilliant band. But in all honesty, they're not really doing anything completely new. They're revitalizing a genre 20 years later, which is necessary in yes. order to, to attract new people into that. And that's the thing. I think Wantane ultimately would chaps a lot of the motherfuckers' ass about Wantane is that it's appeasing to people that don't know that much about black metal. It's not a very disciplined uh, you know, band that you go out there and pursue. It's not, you know, you know, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, you, you know, there's so many dimensions to black metal. We we could talk about this all night, but you know, like the Greek scene for me is like the band. Like in the past, like decade is like really the scene I've chose to fucking go after and like really pursue. Fucking God, like just listen to the Zamayo album, right? Like, fuck, dude, like they're incredible, dude. And just the whole that whole scene in general is just amazing. You know, it's right there with Norway, if not better at times. You know, some black metal fans are very. Cavalt, whatever, whatever you want to say. They'll, if, say they found some obscure fucking black metal demo, just obscure, like, raw sound, brutal, it's their baby. Yeah. And then two of their friends hear that album. Like, oh, dude, this band's great. And immediately that original person's already, like, somewhat turned off. They, they want that obscurity. Right. Some fan, some fan, I'm not saying all black metal fans, but some fans... Get off on that, knowing that they enjoy something that nobody else enjoys. Yeah, that's the isolation. That's the nihilism. That's the fuck yes. you. You know, like the fuck you. Yeah. So if two other people it's hear about it, anti-social music. They're like, know? oh man, this shit's fucking mainstream now. Just get rid of. I don't even no, want it, to hear it. Yeah, it's then that's part of the romanticism of the genre too. It's right. that isolation of being at one with that landscape, that atmosphere, and. uh 
Like people Im- find different things out of it, you know? And that's the thing, you know? Immortal must be like fucking disturbed or nickelback in black metal because so many people know <laughs> Immortal. You know what I mean? Like cuz the exposure, yeah. the 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 net regarding that isolation, that's like the widest net you can get to Immortal, right? Probably. I, think I, I well, I think Immortal's one of the three pioneers of the conceptual idea. The, the, I think they were the most prominent regarding nature. Yes, like, definitely. They weren't. I mean, they're really diabolical, full moon mysticism. Yes, but like, that's a satanic sort of say album. Uh, but when you listen to Pure Holocaust, that's about fucking mountains, straight up. The birds, the trees. Watch fucking yep. watch fucking Immortal and fucking Holland on that tour. There's a great <laughs> video where they intro the song Pure Holocaust. He's like, Pure Holocaust is about the birds, the trees. <laughs> <laughs> like you know. And that's the thing. It's just like this crushing supremacy of fucking like Norway. Like, <laughs> like who's the biggest black metal band out there ever? Ever? Uh, you mean like making money or, or like uh, those motherfuckers did it, did it? Uh, most well-known name. The Metallica of black metal. It's hard to say. Jeez. Uh, I'm not really, I mean, see, I'm, and this is the isolationist, non-mainstream part of me. I don't really know. I mean, I would guess at, like, from the hip, it would be somebody like a Demi Borgia, um, yeah. like Cradle of Filth. Um, you know, Ab is fucking pretty fucking popular these days. Definitely. Like, right now, he might be the fucking, like, the guy, you know, like. For notoriety. Yeah. For, yeah. Like, I don't think, shit. I mean, but that's the thing. You could say that about Venom, too, but Venom kind of. They peaked out, so to say, you know? It's true. Like, no, notoriety, a few, I don't know. Like, fucking, you, say you go to, I don't know, a Metallica be, show, yeah. and you grabbed a couple of fans who are into death metal or black metal. You're like, hey, what black metal bands do you listen to? Most likely, they're probably going to say Cradle. Mm. They may say Demo Bougier. They may say Immortal. I think Immortal is going to be the top. Emperor, too. Emperor is yeah. kind of like the player's choice, yep. in my opinion. Fucking, you know, it's the player's choice. Because Emperor fucking... Uh, Peels. I know so many death metal dudes that don't like black metal but love fucking watching Live Inferno. No you sure. know? Yeah, because they're fucking the nastiest, most technical band. That's why I never liked them, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't want to hear technical, fancy fucking shit, dude. At all. So fucking, uh, yeah. Dude. But yeah, I mean, fucking um, shit. Speaking of technical shit, though, I actually absolutely fucking love is the new Defeated Sandy album. Oh, did it drop? Or when did it oh, drop? Dude, fucking like uh, within the past month. Okay, all right. I didn't know it dropped yet. So cool. these fucking guys, these fucking, these German motherfuckers, all right? Jesus Christ, these yeah. Germans, these Berlin motherfuckers, <laughs> all right? Fucking, <laughs> like, they they put out two albums in one. It's called Disposal of the Dead, and the and with a slash, then you got the slash. And then the other one's called Dama. Fucking, like, Dama and Greg or some shit, right? <laughs> fucking, like, they're only singing about 90 sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fucking exactly. It's a very kumbaya motherfuckers. <laughs> but this disposal of the dead release, it's it's two in two in one, where it's right. basically like a split. But it's li- I've never heard a band do this. Disposal of the dead is an absolute monolith of a technical death metal album that's brutally progressive. Some of the best drumming you're gonna hear in your lifetime, in my opinion, with Lil. Damn. I mean, it's bass driven, fucking, just incredible, fucking tasty riffs. A nasty mix. In my opinion, what my favorite part about it is that actually the vocals aren't smothering this. And I love Kwani's vocals on this. But uh, the vocals are kind of like on the side. 
So the music is more of like the focal point, which is de- it's kind of unique for death metal. I got to tell you, a lot of these death metal bands, they get fucking a little low end out there and they just smother the riff the whole time. You hear nothing but fucking, you know, some dude farting, right? A little to the right, like panning wise. Yeah, like it felt like that. It felt like that, but like it's almost like it's like off center, like the vocals. It's not on top of it. It's not wow. in front of That's it. That's a weird mix. Okay, dude, it's cool. Interesting. It's cool. And like, dude, so like, awesome, awesome technical album. And then they fucking do this little like four or five song thing, this Dama thing, where they tap in the singer from Cynic, and they do like a complete like atheist Cynic like early demo style fucking album, dude. Like side B, right? That's oh. weird. Wait, so it's a double album. Right? Oh, like a no, full five. Still, it comes up being like forty or fifty minutes somewhere around. Okay, there. but yeah, all right. So then, but that production's completely different and fucking. That's cool. Like, it's like wow. Like, totally rewrote the whole. Again, it's a great fuck you. This is what I love. You hear me talk about Steel Pants and all these other black movies. I love the fuck, fuck you. you. We're not gonna do it that way. That's an artist. That's metal. That's fuck you. You forge your own path. And fucking, that's what's so brilliant about it. It's such a fucking dynamic end because half these brutal motherfuckers won't touch the fucking cynic shit. And then the cynic motherfuckers won't touch the brutal. They're not going to touch devourment. It's too loud and too heavy. And and these dudes, they pull in both crowds. The death metal crowd's like, no, that shit's too pussy. (laughs) It's too light. I want to slam. But Good right. for them. What a good concept to have a side A and a side B that sound that were not only probably mixed by different people, probably tracked by different people. It's worth your time. It's on Spotify. Check it out. Okay. Fucking Spotify said it was worth a penny, but well, I, I think <laughs> fucking it's, it's it, you should buy the thing. It's it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> One hundred fifty thousand albums <laughs> or whatever. It's probably a million albums on that thing. I have no idea how many albums are on there. Yeah, they're all worth about it. All the fees, see any stuffs on there? You can buy it from Willow Tip, or you can buy it from the fellas. Uh, Somehow or another on there. Yeah. So, you know, fucking uh, two other albums. Where are we at here with time? Are we killing ourselves right now? We're about 57 minutes, man. Jesus Christ. So we're almost at the People end. are still here. Jesus Christ. I'm sure they are. All right. Well, real quick, there's two other albums I wanted to tell you about, at least. Fucking is uh, Koshma. Fucking their new one. Fucking uh, out of fucking Montreal. Fucking. Uh, yeah, well, you know, something cigarette. Hey, est-ce que je peux avoir un cauchemar album, s'il vous plaît? J'aime perdre Brian. Brian. But I know. Yeah. So fucking like, yeah, fucking that album's really fucking good. It's definitely an improvement from, well, I won't say it's an overall like shift from like their style, but like that first album is kind of like Velvet. And this album's kind of like leather. Ooh. Yeah, it's like a little bit more like, it's a little faster, a little smoother, <laughs> like a little bit more badass. Like, Way to describe it. Yeah. yeah, and like, and then got a little church organ on it. It's just a nice advancement of like their whole style being like a traditionally doom style band, you know? Like, right I don't know. I really like that. That's on fucking Nuclear War now. Um, but my favorite album I've heard probably actually this year, and you would probably like this one because I know you like your power metal, is, is a band from Finland called Angel Sword. Ooh. Fucking um, Angel Sword fucking rules, dude. It's just like the most badass shit fucking I've heard for fucking, uh, you know, like speed metal. I mean, I, half the thing I like about this is that this dude sounds like fucking Ralph from fucking Running Wild singing the whole time. Right, right. Oh, it's great. Just like, it's just it's just like a little bit ugly it's a little bit tough i I like it it's just you know 
it, but it's too damn catchy. It's too fucking damn catchy. And I've played it at Ralph's a handful of times. Somebody always runs up to me and says, what the fuck is this? You know, like, damn. Uh, is that on fucking Spotify? All band? that bullshit? Yeah, Rebels Beyond the Pale is the name of the album. Uh, you can buy it from the band digitally. Uh, I got the cassette fucking heavy chains. And then uh, Underground Power Records out of Germany has the fucking LP and CD. And, uh, I mean, I bought the fucking the digital thing on Bandcamp for like a, a euro. Damn. <laughs> it was like 10 <laughs> songs for like, 11, like a buck 11, like American. It's insane how, how that works. Like, that's what we have. To, the bar was set. You know, now I think about it, we were talking about this earlier, but... Who set the bar for digital media uh, for pricing? Was it was it Netflix or was it iTunes? Napster. Well, Napster set it at zero dollars. Exactly. So they figured, <laughs> all right, there's, it, it's worth nothing. It's worth absolutely nothing. Right. But at some point, somebody said you got to spend something. So who set the bar? Was it was it Netflix? Was it iTunes? I'll have to look that shit up. But uh, I think it was fucking Napster. Legit. I'm not trying to break your balls about the question. It's just people stopped paying for music years ago it destroyed the fucking industry and i mean yeah i guess you're kind of right though about setting the bar for paying because you're legit paying a, a feasible fund so i think it's actually no i'm gonna go with netflix dude i'm gonna go with netflix because fucking uh they originally set it at 7.99 i think 7.99 yeah. a month for movie access yeah, for the mail-in. Mail-in with the, the, the online, too. Yeah, so you got streaming and you got the, the DVDs. And everyone loved the DVDs. Then mm-hmm. the internet got faster and faster. Some people said, oh, fuck, I can stream movies on my TV. Yeah. So then right there, they already set their whole catalog at $7.99. $7.99 for 500 to 1,000 movies for all. And I don't know what, the, what they had at the time. but Yeah, yeah. From there, you had... Spotify saying, wow, we should do this for music. People want to hear albums. We probably had iTunes, actually. iTunes before fucking Spotify. iTunes, I think, was the uh, the uh, one of the originators in digital albums, bringing albums onto their store. Right. And they said, all right, well, Netflix is charging $9.99 or $7.99. That's what people have in their entertainment budget. I guess on average, Americans or worldwide people spend $10 a month on something. Mm-hmm. So then iTunes is like, you know what? Digital albums are worth $9.99. And then from there, uh, you, had, you had Spotify come on board. You had all these other digital streaming services. Google Play does their shit. Pandora, I mean, Pandora is free, but they started charging too. For whatever, I don't know why $9.99 was the amount that was set. Somebody in some marketing fucking boardroom said, you know what? 10 bucks a month is all people want to spend. Well, there's two things I'll tell you about that, though. Well, I got to tell you, though, iTunes started up before Netflix. I mean, they was there with the iPod back in 2003, four. You were at iPod came before Netflix. So you had the 99-cent track pretty fair well established at that point. Yes, which meant $10 per album, more or less. Right. Right? Okay. Right. And that kind of just hinges on... I've been fascinated. That That's the thing about Apple is I... I've been fascinated by Steve Jobs lately. I, I watched the fucking documentary on fucking Netflix called uh, The Man in the Machine. Yeah, okay. And fucking Ask Katie. I watched this fucking thing like seven times in like two Damn. days. Wow, seven times confirmed. Yeah, it was like some fucking, yeah, it was like some CNN fucking film or some shit. 
and it was pretty fucking critical of the dude. Um, but furthermore, I mean, that's the thing. And I, I've I've since gone out and I've watched these uh, this Michael Fassbender fucking film with uh, Seth Rogen called Jobs, and then there's another no Steve Jobs, and then there's an Ashton Kusha called Jobs. Of course, fucking they've had two other fucking things. But this motherfucker is the most resolute. He's he's a cocksucker. Let's just establish that first off. Steve Jobs is an absolute cocksucker. <laughs> this is total end-to-end control, not just on the fucking software, but in everything in fucking life. In business. And yeah. Life. Yeah. And this motherfucker cannot code. He cannot program. He cannot assemble fucking anything. Not his job, I guess. Mover and a shaker. See Knows how to get people fired the fuck up, rallies the troops. Real out of war, motherfucker. First general, don't fucking fire. You're the best general, don't fire the, the first shot sort of shit. You know what I mean? Like fucking... You always need a guy at the uh, or, or a girl. Or you need somebody at the top. There's always somebody at the top of a business or a concept or a brand. And you go to that person. Say you got a coding company, and you go to that person, and they go, "I don't know goddamn shit about HTML or CSS or any fucking coding whatsoever." Yeah, I'm the brand person. I'm right. the concept person. I see it out, and then I hire people to do that work. He was that. That's what. And that's the thing. He hit this fucking weird niche that's not even a fucking niche. It was marketing for the morally conscious. And fucking, it's ultimately fucking the whole Think Different campaign. Where they, you know, think about the IBM ad. It's it's supposedly like the most influential ad in human history. 1984 Super Bowl where they introduced Macintosh. Macintosh is an absolute flop. But the whole thing basically uh, challenges the notion of IBM being this big blue fucking 1984 machine. And it's taken over. It's very uniform and we're all programmed like it. The fucking personal computer is this whole other thing. And he's obsessed by the notion of the personal computer. Who am I? The extension of the soul. And in the end, it's like really this dude who's fascinated by a lot of Eastern philosophical, somewhat psychedelic fucking teachings of yogis and all this other (laughs) shit. And fucking he uses it to his advantage to fucking pretty much manipulate and fucking cheat the system in any way he can and be a true American hero and fucking capitalize on the motherfucking game. But uh, in the end, the personal computer is his triumph, and the iPod is the ultimate extension of that that later leads to the iPhone. And think about how the iPhone fucked up everybody's lives. It's not so much that. How, how much our fucking phones are dictating our, our daily fucking lives now, all of our interactions, everything. If you're in a business meeting in 2016, if you don't have an iPhone or a phone or a smartphone, you're looked at like, well, that's a fucking Neanderthal. That's a caveman. What's a caveman doing in a fucking More business or less. meeting? More or less, right? Yeah. So you're at that point where you can't even, in the business world, in the white-collar business world, if you don't have a smartphone, you aren't even employable. It's weird. It's But you're right And regarding that control. But now that I'm thinking about it, we're going back to, we were talking about digital streaming media. Um, at some point, were, how much were vinyl records at peak? Let's just... When vinyl records were peak before this new uprising, how much were they selling them for, do you think? Oh, in the 80s and shit? Sure. I think you had to be around 10, 15. Maybe around 15 range, 10, 12, yeah, on 15. an 80s dollar, too. Then the CD came out, right? Right. And Von then Larry. higher quality albums, so we can sell 15 to $17 maybe for a CD because yeah. it was digital and it sounded great and the prices went down from there. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to build that timeline to when they figured out Songs were ninety nine cents a song on iTunes to nine ninety nine a month for the entire fucking world. I'm try- I don't know that transition from 
We're charging 10 bucks an album to 10 bucks for everything. It had to be. I think they looked at Spotify motherfuckers, looked at the potential of Pandora, the traffic, the bandwidth, yep. and everything. And then after analyzing how well fucking Netflix goes, yep. it just leads to that. We talked about it earlier. It's like that's one that, like, I'm not a fucking stock guy, but that is the one time in my fucking life where I can <laughs> yeah. recall being like, this net, like looking at Netflix with my buddy Chris and be like, yeah, buy stock. This is going to be a huge fucking deal. That blow up. And now it's like one of the most profitable stocks of the fucking decade. Like, shit guy. <laughs> Making 10 bucks per US household or per world household. $10 per, maybe even $20 per household. I don't know anybody that does not have Netflix now. And it's right there with the iPhone, that whole mobile device phenomenon, the alone together phenomenon, so to say. I couldn't even tell you how many subscribers they have. Millions. Yeah. Millions of subscribers paying at least seven to nine dollars a month. Yeah, it's insane the money they're bringing in. But I think we're um, just about at that one hundred eight, one ten mark here. I think you were trying to keep it in the one hour ballpark, unless you have anything else. Well, real quick, I mean, fucking uh, every movie that I've watched actually came off of Netflix. Like, ah. <laughs> uh, Brothers Grimsby, we watched that one last night. Most ridiculous fucking comedy I've seen in years. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, 90 glorious minutes full of dick uh, dick jokes. <laughs> uh, some fucking, wow. <laughs> A couple age jokes for good measure, too. There you go. Oh, yeah. Some fucking big age jokes in there. Uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. Don't get fooled by the trailer. Again, I, like, I'll give it a whirl ski. I'll I, give it a, it was good. It was good. Give it a try. Uh, here's, a, here's a fucking great example of why I love Netflix. I watched Kate Fear for the first time. Wow, 1993, 4, maybe? I yeah. think it was 1 or 2. It was, 19, okay, 91, yeah. 92. Mark, um, who was in that? I was fucking De Niro. De Niro. Nick Nolte. Yes. Uh, Juliette Lewis. Oh, shit. It's going back. Who's that broad's name, honey? Lang? What's her fucking name? Jessica Lane. Lane. Yeah. Well, fucking, so this thing, it was a little, it was pretty psychological. But it was like, I didn't realize how much of a throwback it was to Hitchcock and all that. Yeah. Like, just the whole cinematography of it. And I love everything Scorsese's done. Oh, uh, and it's a pretty fucked up De Niro role, too. Um, yeah. What'd you think of Deathgasm? Um, unfortunately, I got it hyped up on me. Um, and I, I like to go in with everything in life with a low bar. I'd rather go in saying this movie is not going to be good. This album is uh, it's probably not going to be as good as the last one. I want to be pleasantly surprised. Trick, I trick myself in doing that. But everyone, my goddamn feed, emails, texts, oh, you got to check out Deathgasm. So good, it's so good, it's so good. So I already, I already, I don't know, blew my load before I got to see it. So it's just yeah. like, ah, uh, okay. So I went in with really high hopes. And then I get the concept. It was kind of a weird kind of horror thing and like lots of metal references. And I got some of the jokes were good. But then, all right, so some parts it's like it's supposed to be like a death metal kind of horror movie of sorts. Right. And then every other goddamn poster on his wall is Trivium. We had a Battlecross poster. Come on. I like those guys. Uh, uh, that's fine. That's cool. <laughs> so, like, they're trying to be like <laughs> half the, There's parts in this movie they're trying to be this obscure death metal, black metal, whatever kind of movie. And he's wearing a fucking trivium back patch. It's like, okay, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> did, did fucking. Who, I don't know what later They got a shop on. at Heavy Chains Record. They're in Tasmania. That's yeah. where they got to go. You get some angel sword. <laughs> you know, they're trying to be this obscure, brutal dump. And then he's fucking wearing a 
Trivium patch. The guy, the fucking, I don't know those guys at all. I barely know the band, but come on. I don't know if that's the label like, yo, here's 20 grand for the movie. Throw some fucking Trivium posters in the background, but. Don't talk shit about the Metal Blade poster. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh, they're on Metal Blade? I have no idea. I really have no idea. But, um. I thought it was a delight. I didn't think it was a work of art or anything like that. The whole uh, Kiwi angle fucking cracked me up. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, that. but hey, I like I like uh, Sam Raimi stuff. I like I like a little fucking haha in my horror. There and, was a uh, lot of that, and yes. I was cool with that. I was yes. cool with the jokey horror parts. Yes. Just some parts I was were kind of watching and just no, like it got a little drawn out. I, the, just, the joke went too long, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I like the killing. I don't want. I don't like. Sean of the Dead. I don't like that stuff. I I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a very small minority of people that does not like Sean of the Dead or Hot Fuzz. I don't really like a lot of British stuff. Frankly, I don't like the way they talk. <laughs> I can't keep. T- I like the, fired. the Brothers Grinsby appeal to me. I like that one. But fucking like, but I don't know. I mean, like, I just I, like the whole love angle thing. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Get parts. back to the killing. There's you know, the, it was kind of all over the place, script wise. It was is everywhere, but. It's got potential. I'd like to see that genre fucking the whole retroistic fucking... uh, Metal horror. I think metal horror has got a good... uh, It should. Good, I don't know, good pairing there. Death metal, horror movies. I think that the real horror movie fans are just like death metal fans. They pay for a convention. They pay for a show. Straight up. They pay for the memorabilia, the merch, whatever. That's that's really what it is. Um, One last thing. The best thing I've seen, though. Best fucking thing I've seen. And it goes back to Netflix, of course. Stranger Things. Please don't spoil anything. Uh, beautiful. Did you kill it already? Was it eight, eight episodes? 48 hours, I think. Jesus I have Christ. not been that into a TV show. I don't do that. I, I really don't sit there you and bitch. binge shit. Yeah. Like, I got fucking a good physical fucking chill watching that movie like that and i call it a movie i mean it was, i loved the way they did it i loved it and i was thrilled with it it's so nostalgically charming appeasing to your inner stephen king a la stand by me 80s it uh little fire starter um et very strong presence of et in this okay. like can't wait goonies. to watch it like it's a charming thing it's, it's an charming. 80s stew of great it's a great eighty. That's lovely. what I'm hearing. I'm, I I need to start it. I'm the I'm the guy who is always two or three shows behind. The whole world was talking about Orange is the New Black. Yeah, and we're just starting that shit. It's like I'm, Stranger Things. I'm all I, we want to, but we're, we're, once you're on one show and you've got like fucking one or two nights a week, we may be catching TV. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. You gotta fi- I gotta finish what I started. Not Jesus to quote Christ. Van Halen. Not to quote Van Hagar. <laughs> but um, cool. That's yeah. where I'm at with that. I, I highly recommend that. So yeah, fucking little uh, little old place. Well, we weren't here for time. These motherfuckers are still listening. Appreciate sure it. Jesus they are. Christ, my God. A good right. team. I'm sure they're still listening. So what's going on uh, soon? I can't really remember anything else, but uh, yeah, fucking, we're gonna book some more stuff. Fucking, and uh, yeah, appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> stop it. Right. Take it one show at a time. That's Hell all. yeah, one show at a time. All right. Happy summer, everybody. Take care. Cheers.